Welcome back, listeners. It's Tom here on our award-winning podcast. Today, we've got quite the revolutionary topic lined up for you. Something straight out of a sci-fi movie, wouldn't you say, Jen? Absolutely, Tom. Hi, everyone. It's Jen. We're diving into the world of artificial intelligence and 3D modeling, specifically a paper that has made waves in the field. Human Gaussian. Text-driven 3D human generation with Gaussian splatting. Now, before you switch off thinking this is too techy, hold on. Because this could shape virtual reality, gaming, and even how we interact online. Think ready-to-wear digital clothing or your own personal avatar in a virtual meeting, all created from a simple text instruction. That's right, Tom. So the significance of this paper in its field, it's huge. We are looking at a bridge being built between textual descriptions and tangible 3D models, which has been a gap in creating personalized human avatars efficiently. What really stands out about this paper is its proposed framework called Human Gaussian that uses something known as 3D Gaussian splatting. Jen, help us out. What's this 3D Gaussian splatting about? Glad to, Tom. Gaussian splatting is basically a technique that helps recreate 3D scenes. Imagine taking small color-splashed blobs that represent a part of a scene and strategically splatting them to create a full-fledged image. But of course, this is an oversimplification. Now, onto the core of this research paper. The objectives are as clear as a sunny day. The researchers wanted to generate high-quality 3D humans with granular details like accessories and wrinkles, all from a text prompt within a reasonable training time. Their methodology is fascinating. Using what they call structure-aware sampling, they've designed a system that simultaneously understands human appearance and geometry. This process uses both RGB and depth information to refine a pre-existing model based on human dimensions. The results? They're quite stunning. They've managed to produce vivid, diverse, and highly realistic 3D human figures. And do you know what's cooler, Jen? They managed to address issues like oversaturation and removed unwanted floating artifacts making the figures look more natural. Dive right in, Tom, because the implications here are extensive. This technique could potentially revolutionize the entire 3D asset creation industry, impacting fields like film, gaming, and perhaps most importantly, augmented and virtual realities. Wrapping things up, let's recap the main points from our discussion. This paper presents Human Gaussian, an innovative text-to-3D framework that generates realistic human models. The use of Gaussian splatting particularly stands out, ensuring high efficiency and fidelity in the models. We find the paper intriguing, and it certainly signifies a step towards a future where perhaps our digital selves will be just a text prompt away. There are hurdles still to overcome, like generating realistic hands and feet from the models and making sure to use such technology ethically. But the potential is undeniable. And that's it for today. We hope you enjoyed this deep dive as much as we did. Don't forget to subscribe for more insightful episodes. Catch you next time. Are you tired of the same old terrestrial snacks weighing you down? Blast off your taste buds with Galactic Dragon Fruit Inc. where every bite is an interstellar mission. Our space gardeners tend asteroid orchards in slick dragon suits cultivating the juiciest zero-gravity-grown dragon fruits this side of the Milky Way. And let's talk about that holographic seed. Plant it in virtual soil and watch your cosmic garden grow, all without dirtying your space boots. 
Try our meteor-marinated dragon fruit, and your mouth will orbit in flavor ecstasy. Crunch into our Cosmic Crunch dragon fruit chips and hear the supernovas sing. Or slurp down a nebula nectar dragon fruit smoothie, smoother than a rocket's glide. Plus, learn to farm in the final frontier with every purchase. Astro-agriculture, it's not rocket science. Well, actually, it kind of is. And look to the skies as Drago, our comet-riding dragon mascot, delivers these celestial treats straight to your airlock. Want to leave a message that's truly out of this world? Our space stamp tech lets you customize your dragon fruit skin with a personal cosmic message. Join the Stellar Seed Club today and rack up light years points for galaxy-sized rewards. Hey, ever dreamt of naming a star? We've got you covered. Tom and Jen, Galactic Dragon Fruit Inc., fruiting the final frontier. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of our podcast. Today, Jen and I have a particularly intriguing topic for you. That's right, Tom. We're diving into the delicate and complex world of material extraction from a single image, and we're exploring a fascinating paper that tackles this subject with an innovative approach. The paper we're discussing today is titled Material Palette, Extraction of Materials from a Single Image by Ivan Lopez, Fabio Pizzati, and Raoul de Charette from INRIA and the University of Oxford. And to make sure you can find more about their work, here's the link to their project, hflash/astrovision.github.io slash material palette. Now, Tom, let's lay some groundwork here. Absolutely. So typically, when we're discussing material extraction, we're referring to the process of identifying and recreating the physical properties of materials within a digital context. This includes things like color, also known as albedo, the way light interacts with the surface, also known as the bidirectional reflectance distribution function, or BRDF, surface normals, and roughness. That sounds quite technical, so let's break this down a bit. Imagine you have a photo of a beautiful marble statue, and you want to recreate that statue in a 3D program so that it looks just as real there as it does in the photo. To do this, you'd need to extract the material, or the look and feel, of that marble from the photo. Exactly, Jen. And the challenge these researchers address is doing that from a single image, without the need for specialized equipment or multiple perspectives, and that's huge in the field. In the spirit of making the complex intuitively understandable, let's talk a bit about the main scientific concepts touched on in the paper. The big one here is physically-based rendering, or PBR for short. PBR is a method in computer graphics that aims to render graphics in a way that more accurately models the flow of light in the real world. So PBR materials have to reflect light like materials do in reality. Now to understand how these materials work, we need to grasp what a spatially varying BRDF or SVBRDF is. This is an extension of BRDF that lets us capture how light interacts with a material when that interaction changes over the surface. And that's crucial because real-world materials often aren't uniform. Take a wooden table. Parts of it might be rough, parts smooth, parts glossy, parts matte. With that context laid out, let's delve into the core of this research paper. The goal here was to extract PBR materials from single images using a two-step process. First, they use a diffusion model to map regions of an image to material concepts, essentially generating texture images that look like the material. Then they decompose these textures into SVBRDFs, providing the materials ready for youth use in rendering applications. 
What makes this approach particularly impressive is its use of unsupervised domain adaptation. That's right, Jen. This technique helps the system generalize to new samples, allowing it to perform convincingly on synthetic and real-world datasets. One of the most exciting applications here is the potential impact on 3D scene editing. Imagine being able to take a photo on your phone of a cool-looking rock or fabric and then import that into a video game or VR environment with realistic lighting and texture. As we wrap up, it's important to reflect on the bigger picture. This research pushes the boundaries of what's possible in material extraction, a task that's crucial for enhancing the realism of digital content. And with the pace at which technology is advancing, Tom, it's not hard to imagine a future where we can capture and recreate the physical world around us with just the snap of a photo. Couldn't have said it better myself, Jen. That about sums up our episode on Material Palette, extraction of materials from a single image. We hope you found it as fascinating as we did. Don't forget to check out the project page for more detailed info and keep an eye on our feed for more deep dives into cutting edge research. Until next time, keep learning, stay curious, and we'll see you on the next episode of our podcast. Have you ever gazed up at the stars and thought, hey, I want to catch a piece of that luminous action? Well, now you can. Introducing the incredible Luminous Leviathan from Photon Harpoon Whimsical Light Catchers, Inc. This isn't your grandpa's light switch. It's a neon-colored, comically oversized harpoon gun that turns light catching into a cosmic quest. Forget clapping on a lamp. Now you can aim, shoot, and snag the brilliance of the universe one ray at a time. It's like fishing, but way, way cooler. Each time you capture that elusive photon, prepare for a symphony of ridiculous sound effects. It's like having your own laugh track for life. And those photon filter fascinators? The goggles that come with it. Now that's what I call high fashion meets high function. Don't let drab decor bring you down. Blast a bit of brilliance into the room and make flipping your light switch the highlight of your day. The luminous Leviathan, making the mundane magical and turning the everyday into an epic tale of triumph. So what are you waiting for? Grab life by the photons with Photon Harpoon Whimsical Light Catchers, Inc. Snagging the brilliance of the universe, one ray at a time. Now let's get back to the podcast. But don't forget to dim the lights, because here comes the luminous Leviathan. Welcome back to another episode of our award-winning podcast. I'm your host, Tom. And I'm Jen. Today we have a really thrilling topic for you mission-driven exploration for accelerated deep reinforcement learning with temporal logic task specifications. That's a mouthful, Jen. But don't worry, folks. We're here to break it down for you in an intuitive and entertaining way. To give you some background, this paper is groundbreaking in the field of robotics and autonomous systems. It addresses a key issue, how to effectively control robots so they complete complex tasks in uncertain environments. You see, traditionally, Robots learn to perform tasks through something called deep reinforcement learning, or DRL for short. It's like teaching a dog new tricks, but way more complex. Exactly, Tom. In DRL, robots learn by interacting with their environment and receiving rewards for desired actions. Think of giving that dog a treat when it does a trick correctly. But here's the catch. Specifying what the robot should do with just rewards can be tricky. Enter linear temporal logic, or LTL. 
It's a formal way to describe sequences of events and conditions, almost like a choreographed dance sequence, but for tasks. The paper introduces a novel DRL algorithm that takes advantage of LTL to make robots learn faster and with more sample efficiency. That means robots can learn to do complex tasks without as much trial and error. The secret sauce to this method lies in its tailored exploration strategy. Instead of the robot wandering around aimlessly, it focuses on exploring areas relevant to the task at hand. So how does this work? The authors use a DRL approach known as Deep Q Networks, or DQN, and soup it up with what they call a mission-driven exploration strategy. They model the robot's world as a Markov decision process, an MDP for short, which is essentially a mathematical framework for decision-making where outcomes are partly random and partly under the robot's control. Here's the kicker. The environment the robot operates in is unknown, and the robot dynamics are stochastic, meaning they're randomly determined. So the robot has to figure out a lot on its own. The researchers designed an algorithm that can tell the robot which direction to explore based on two things, the LTL task's requirements and a partial understanding of those stochastic dynamics. What's brilliant is they utilize a learned neural network model, sort of like the robot's brain, to guide this exploration effectively. Their experiments showed that their algorithm could make robots learn navigation tasks in unknown environments with greater efficiency compared to existing methods. Now think about the implications of this. We could see vast improvements in how robots are used in search and rescue, space exploration, and even day-to-day -day automation. In conclusion, the paper's findings show a revolutionary way to speed up the learning process for robots, making them more practical for a variety of complex and mission-critical tasks. It's fascinating to see how combining deep learning with temporal logic can lead to such significant advancements in robotics. It's like giving robots a roadmap to their learning journey. And as always, we like to reflect on what we've discussed. This paper is not just an academic exercise. It's a step towards more intelligent and capable robots that could significantly impact society. With that said, we hope you enjoyed diving into the world of accelerated deep reinforcement learning with us. It's been a mind-bending episode, but as always, super exciting. So, dear listeners, until next time, Keep pondering the mysteries of robotics, and maybe one day we'll be podcasting with a robot co-host. Now there's an idea, Tom. See you all in the next episode. Have you ever been stuck in a dance move, Jen? Tom, I get stuck deciding which cereal to eat for breakfast. Well, our friends at Quantum Tutu Pirouette Tech have a solution that would even make Schrodinger's cat dance out of its box. Introducing the Spin Entanglement Skirt. It's the perfect solution for those dancers who can't choose between a grand jeté or a simple pas de bourre. That's right. With the power of quantum mechanics, each twirl lands you in a new reality. You could be executing a flawless pirouette and a dramatic tableau all at once. And the Heisenberg Relevé Reversibles. Are you rising on your toes or flat on your feet? The answer is yes. Until someone observes you, you've technically mastered every move in the dance manual. Just hope they don't observe you mid-fall, Tom. No rehearsals required with Quantum Tutu. You've already performed perfectly in an alternate universe. Break a leg or don't. With Quantum Tutu, you've done both. And remember, when Schrodinger's cat dances, it does so in a tutu. Quantum Tutu Pirouette Tech, the preferred way to dance through multiple dimensions. Visit quantumtutupirouettetech.com now 
and use promo code TWIRL for a 10% chance of a discount or a free physics lesson. Terms and probabilities may apply. Welcome to a special episode of our podcast where we dive deep into a research paper titled Panoptic Video Scene Graph Generation. I'm Tom. And I'm Jen. Today, we're going to explore what this paper is all about and why it's a game changer in the field of computer vision. To start with Jen, what do you think the term scene graph generation means? Great question, Tom. Scene graphs are a way to describe the structure of a scene. Imagine a photo from a birthday party, Tom. A simple description might mention a kid, a cake, and balloons. But a scene graph goes further, illustrating the relationships, kids standing next to the cake, balloons tied to the chair, that sort of thing. And with video, it's even more dynamic, right? Because you have the element of time, which shows how these relationships change from moment to moment. Exactly. What's intriguing about the paper we're discussing today is that it combines scene graph generation with panoptic segmentation. Hold on, Jen. What's panoptic segmentation? Panoptic segmentation is a detailed labeling method where every pixel in an image is categorized into various classes of objects or stuff, like the sky, water, or grass, which often defy neat, boxy boundaries. Right. Now it makes sense why the paper emphasizes panoptic scene graphs. It seems like the researchers are pushing for a more holistic view of video content. Spot on, Tom. This brings us to the research paper's objectives. Their goal was ambitious. They wanted to create scene graphs where each node representing an object had to be grounded with, you know, pixel-level precision. The paper also provides a data set with videos including third-person and egocentric perspectives, and they've meticulously marked each frame for panoptic segmentation and the relationships between objects across time. For the methodology, they used a two-stage approach. The first stage was generating these, these said feature tubes, which are like sequences of pixel-level masks for each object within the video, right? Yes. And the second stage dealt with constructing the scene graphs from these tubes by identifying the relationships and their evolution over time. They proposed several methods within this framework, experimenting with various novel ideas like convolution and transformer models. Ultimately, they shared their results, providing a benchmark for others in the field. The implications? Huge. If successful, the paper's findings could significantly push the boundaries of how machines understand and interpret videos. Which could revolutionize numerous applications, from how autonomous vehicles perceive environments to creating rich data for machine learning models. Now for personal reflections. To me, this paper isn't just about observing and labeling, it's about storytelling, about understanding the underlying narrative of a video. I couldn't agree more, Tom. It adds an extra layer of context to every interaction we see, machine-wise. It's not just a technical leap. It's a leap towards machines making sense of our world more like we do. As we wrap up, we can't ignore that this paper sets a foundation for future work in video understanding, reasoning, and perhaps even more natural human-AI interactions. Absolutely. It's setting the stage for a future where machine vision could be as nuanced as human perception. That's it for today, listeners. Thanks for tuning in, and we'll see you on the next episode where we continue to unravel the complexity of our visual world through the eyes of AI. Hold on to your hats, folks, because this commercial is going to be electrifying.
ever feel like your traditional security system just doesn't have that spark? Well, do we have a shocking surprise for you, introducing Thundersnake Electric Serpents Co. Where regular alarms just beep and bore? Thundersnakes bring the thunder with their patented Thunderstrike technology. Imagine a sleek, slithering sentinel coiled around your safe, ready to unleash a volt-packed vengeance on any intruder brave enough to hiss. I mean, mess with your valuables. But wait, there's more. These serpentine protectors aren't just about defense. They're a power strip with scales, generating renewable hystastic energy to power up your home. Forget dogs, forget cameras. Why not a bioelectric buddy that can light up your life and potential thieves? So why settle for a simple shock when you can have the whole lightning show? Get your Thundersnake today. Thundersnake Electric Serpents Co. Shocking solutions with a Slytherin twist. And remember, don't tread on us. We're the current that bites back. Tune in next time for more electrifying content, powered by our CES Spectacular sponsors at Thundersnake Electric Serpents Co. Stay charged, friends. Welcome to our latest episode, folks, where we dive into the fascinating world of 3D human interaction and motion synthesis. That's right, Tom. Today we're going to unpack the intricate layers of a research paper titled Remos, Reactive 3D Motion Synthesis for Two-Person Interactions. All you aspiring digital animators, interactive content creators, and AI enthusiasts, you're in for a treat as we dissect this paper's content, which, quite frankly, sounds like it's straight out of a sci-fi film. Oh, it's as cutting edge as it gets, Tom. The team behind this research appears to have made significant strides in addressing the complexity of multi-person interactions in 3D animations. And that's not a walk in the park, given the traditional hurdles in generating lifelike synchrony and reactions between digital humans, especially in fast-paced or intricate movements. Exactly. So before we jump into the deep end, let me give our listeners a bit of background. The world of animation and AI has been inching closer towards replicating human movements in digital form. But it's been notoriously difficult to make those animations feel real when multiple characters interact in complex ways. Spot on, Jen. Now picture this. You've got one character performing an action and you want a second character to react to it, like in a dance or a combat scene. This research proposes a method for synthesizing the reactive motion of that second character. And they're not just talking broad strokes here, we're getting into the details, including those oh-so-important hand interactions. You know, the fine motor movements that truly sell the realism of an interaction. Yeah, those can really make or break the believability of a scene. And hold on to your seats. The researchers tested their method on interaction scenarios such as paired dancing and martial arts, which showcases a wide range of movement dynamics. To achieve this, they've introduced something called a denoising, noising, diffusion-based probabilistic model, which, from what I gather, is a fancy way of saying they have a system that can understand and predict the flow of complex movements over time. That's right. And they've even constructed a new data set for two-person interactions to train and test their approach. It's called the RemoCap dataset and includes full body and hand motions. I can't wait to get into how they did it, what they found, and what this means for the field. So let's not delay any further. Let's decode Remos. Hungry for adventure? Tired of the same old takeout? 
Then stick a fork in your mundane meals and get ready to upgrade with Transdimensional Utensils, LLC. Why settle for grandma's spaghetti when you can twirl pasta from the flying noodle nests of Nebulon 5? Or sink your quantum space-time spork into a zero-gravity gelato that'll have your taste buds floating on cloud nine. With transdimensional utensils, you're not just forking through your salad. You're forking through the fabric of reality, so you don't have to. And don't worry about making a mess of the space-time continuum. That's what the dimensional anchor napkin is for. So eat boldly, eat bravely, and let your senses voyage across the multiverse. Transdimensional utensils, where every meal is out of this world. They're sponsoring our podcast, but honestly, we'd be talking about them even if they weren't. Because who can pass up dessert from the chocolate nebula? Not me, Jen.